Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Roxy, how are you doing today? I'm doing... I love it. I love it. How are you doing, DJ? I'm also doing... You know, it's been a uh, you know it's been an interesting week. I think for for everybody, um, but you know we're here. We've got some fun things to talk about. For those that don't know, this is the show where we like to talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, uh, and anything else that we like to talk about. Um, and this week's episode specifically, we're going to be using the backdoor pilot that was in this week's Black Lightning called Painkiller as kind of a jumping off point to discuss pilots. Um, I think it is fair to say, Roxy, that you were a bit of a TV expert. You I might say I'm an absolute TV expert, DJ. So I was excited. I was trying to think of like what we could what what we could discuss, and I was like, it'd be cool because you know we've got some pilots popping off. It'd be cool to talk to you about TV things. I don't think you've uh, you and I have ever really uh, dived into the topic of pilots, and I think they're very they're very interesting. Well, also. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe you have DJ, but as a I've I've written several pilots. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe you you're in a similar camp, mm-hmm. and so maybe we can learn something today. You know what? Maybe we can learn something today. Maybe you at home can learn something today. If you would like to watch this full episode live, you can do that at Patreon.com/slash/OnlyStupidAnswers. It also helps keep the lights on on the show. So before we get into our main discussion today, uh, we're obviously going to be talking about what we're into this week. But uh, I also want to talk to you guys about the fact that if you listen to the show on Spotify, you can. Uh, there's a, a question with every episode that you can answer on Spotify. Last week's question was: Should DC bother with a quote unquote shared universe or stick with standalone movies? Stormy Wood says, "For now, I think standalone is." the right way if in five or ten years they have a great idea and a proven record then try a team movie again love the show and hearing both of your insights hashtag rockstar uh xavier thomas says i think it'd be it'd be better to do standalone movies because i'm a little burnt out with this shared universe idea uh next week's question the question on this episode will be what are your favorite tv pilots also you can uh review this show on itunes we uh appreciate five star reviews that really helps the show um and you know just throwing this out there uh we've gotten a couple one star reviews too so if you guys want to step up and counteract as of recently as of recently um saying they're they're coming for me aren't they they are not they are not they they're They're coming for me dj coming they're coming for me but i will i'm gonna i will say Say whatever mean thing you want to me, but give us the five stars. Is what, and then I'll and then I'll read the mean. If you want me to read the mean thing you say about me, give us five stars and I'll do it. You can read mean things about me too. I love doing that. It's yeah. kind of like mean tweets. Yeah, I but I would prefer I don't don't say mean things about my friends. I don't like it. Or <laughs> all you guys in here who actually like us, go leave a five star review. Go leave a five star review to counteract the people that that are being mean. Um, so. You can do that, but now let's dive into what we're into this week. I don't know why I pulled my pen out. I'm going to leave a note on the computer, which does not need my pen. So, Roxy, let's talk about Teenage Bounty Hunters. Okay, so I'm really upset about this one. Okay. I'm going to imagine I know why. I went on um, GPA, Good People Association, Mm -hmm. and was doing the positivity report in the morning with Josh McCuga. And we were friend doing a little show. bit of TV. Con- what would you say? Friend of the show, Josh McCuga. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Friend of the show, Josh McCuga. 
So we were doing a little TV conversation because Josh and I watch more TV than any people that we know. And so he was like, did you ever end up watching Teenage Bounty Hunters? I've, I've recommended it to you several times. I was like, no, I forget that you recommended that to me. And he was like, okay, I really think you're going to love it. It's one of the greatest shows that's dropped recently. That being said, just go into it knowing that it was canceled. It's mm-hmm. been canceled. Yeah. And I was like, I hate starting shows that have been canceled. Because mm-hmm. A, often they're not very good. B, when they are, you show upset. Yep. And this is obviously the latter. I am, I am what I believe is six episodes into a 10 episode series. Okay. This show is mind-blowingly good. It is so good. And I cannot believe, I feel bad for the part that I have in this. Mm-hmm. You watched it. Yeah. I feel like if I had just watched it, they wouldn't have canceled it. It's Netflix, correct? It's a Netflix show. It's about these two teenage girls who kind of fall into being bounty hunters. Yeah. They don't, they're not doing it on purpose. And then all of a sudden they end up being these bounty hunters. And it is hysterical. That's awesome. Like it, it is really, really funny. Now, DJ, something that you and I really don't like, they, they do a decent amount on this show, which is um, we are watching high school kids like make out and talk about sex and stuff. Cool. I just remind myself these actors are 26. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, these actors are full blown adults. They're not even, yeah, yeah they're not even yeah. just barely adult. No, they're, they're yeah, grown ups. They're full blown adults. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. But at the same time, whenever that happens, I'm like, hmm. But they do it in such a way that it is cringy on purpose, where it's like, when you are coming up, you don't know how to talk about these things. And they go to a, a very, very, sorry if I get this wrong. I don't know the difference between these two things in terms of school. It's either a Christian or a Catholic school. I think Chris, Christian school. Is okay. there such thing as a Christian school? Yeah, there's there's Christian schools and there's and there's Catholic schools. And it's yeah. just a difference of denomination. I know a yeah, lot so of Yeah, so they my go friends- to a very christian school in the south Mm -hmm. uh and so you know they're being taught by the people in school that sex is wrong and Mm -hmm. they're trying to figure it out and they're these two girls who just like their values come out throughout the entire show you know they have clear like they've been told things so you know they see cigarettes cigarettes are wrong Mm -hmm. and like this whatever it is they just like keep saying things but as they're breaking their own rules and they're bounty hunting and it's just so funny and i i'm i'm really upset with why this is an original concept i've never seen something like this the two main girls are both phenom actors like phenom young actors we're going to be seeing them do a effing ton in the future and why this did not blow up i have no idea this is so up people's alleys do you know when it dropped was it 2019 or 2020 i think it was 2020 is there any chance that we're still close enough that there there might be like is it done done dead dead done or is there any chance it might get resurrected someplace? I mean, isn't Netflix the place? Netflix is <laughs> yes, Netflix is typically the place. And normally, if you get like it's not like if you're Amazon Prime, you pick up like a canceled sci-fi show or a canceled right like from a, from a, a more uh, 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 what's the traditional network. As opposed to picking up from another streaming platform. So I guess it dropped August 2020. I mean, we're not that far out. Listen, Warrior, this should have been, I should have put this on the news. Warrior, I'm going to put that on the news right now. Hold on. Warrior. Boop, boop. Warrior just got picked up for a third season. A third season. And that last season, I think, dropped in 2020. So maybe, you know, Obviously, that had the weirdness of like the network it was on stopped doing scripted dramas because of HBO Max. 
Um, and so then HBO Max brought it back. I don't know. I, you know what? This is this is bad of me. I'm trying to give you hope in a situation where, if we're being honest, there probably isn't any. So I shouldn't do that. That's not fair of me. Yeah, yeah. I I, I hope you're right, or that there is hope here. It's really good. Everybody on the show is a phenomenal performer. There's also like a mystery element that's going on. And I'm I'm just surprised because I think that it would it would tap the audience of the people who like things like the gossip girls of the world because mm-hmm. it is like a teen a team a teen. I don't know whether it, I think it's a comedy more than a drama. Yeah. But yeah, so it, it kind of taps that. But like also Josh McCuga loved it because <laughs> it's so out there and raunchy and wild and yeah. like what is happening. So you're uh, saying the, the CW should pick it up, but probably won't because of standards and practices or whatever. Yeah, it almost feels like it could be an FX show. FX makes good shows. It's so good. And I don't I don't know. I also, as an East Coaster, I I'll be honest, I have very very few southern friends mm-hmm. it came from the east coast i live on the west coast so i've always been fascinated by southern culture yeah and you know they're these are two teenage girls who walk around carrying guns <laughs> going to a christian school with the values that they believe and going to church on sundays and it's a whole lifestyle that they have tapped into that i'm like I am so interested right now in what is happening. This is yeah. incredible to watch because it's so foreign to me. Well, it sounds like I should check it out because I I did not go to a Christian school. I was worse. I was homeschooled. Uh, but but I I had a lot of friends that went to um, conservative Christian schools. So it sounds it does sound like uh, there's some overlap there. And also that concept of bounty hunters interests me. Can I make a recommendation to you that I think you might enjoy of a, a show that that I dearly love? You might have actually watched it. I dearly love that was canceled after its first season but the ending the ending of that first season is actually perfect like it's actually a perfect note to end on what is it it's on um i think it's on hulu now because it was an fx show it's called terriers no i didn't watch it but i've been told by so many people that the show is excellent so good and yeah and while yes depressing that it only got one season the note it ends on the the final scene is just such a perfect like it would have been perfect lead into a second season but it's also simultaneously a perfect like no this is a perfect way to end the show um which is such a rare you know we're obviously we're going to be talking about pilots today but but ending a show is actually incredibly difficult uh, ending a season especially if you don't know if you're getting another one is incredibly difficult yeah. um so I'll i still haven't finished this season yet so i don't know if this ends in an okay way i'll keep you guys posted next week i'll have an update for you guys on the back half of the show because i certainly will finish by then because i ran through six episodes in like a day to go on the other stuff with news i mentioned earlier uh warrior um is getting a season three on hbo max i don't have an asset for it because i literally you all were here when i uh, realized we should talk about it on the y'all news. were here but don't i want to pretend you weren't don't pretend you weren't but i want to bring it up roxy have you checked out warrior at all no and i'm so bummed because you like warrior steph sabra my other partner in crime likes warrior mm-hmm. joe star my og partner likes mm-hmm. warrior like everybody likes warrior but here's what i'll say dj yeah. and you tell me how you feel everyone says to me i don't know if it'll be your cup of tea why do they say that do you think i don't know so i i don't feel so enticed to start the show because 
What do you think? You think uh, it might be my cup of tea? I well, I'm interested. To, I'm interested by that because you strike me as the type of person. Like I don't know if something would not be your cup of tea. I know I would be. I would hesitate currently based on conversations we've had about suggesting stuff. Like like if you hadn't watched Chernobyl, I wouldn't necessarily start right now. Like with everything we've got going <laughs> on because it, it's it's harrowing. It's t- it's a tough watch. Yeah, this is not that. This is fun. I, I, I. My impression is that your tastes are pretty broad and broad. And I like yeah. everything. I'm all over the map. I would think. I would. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, I would think. Definitely give it. I think you'll know how you feel about it with the first episode because it, it very okay. much is what it is. For those that don't know, um, uh, Bruce Lee uh, was was pitching around a show that would eventually now become Warrior. Actually, at the time, it became Kung Fu, uh, uh, and they just gave the role to a white lead. Um, so that's that. Anyway, but good news on that. There's now a remake of Kung Fu on CW with with um, an Asian actress in the lead. So they're trying to kind of like reclaim that. But anyway, a lot of his show notes um, became uh, his daughter is a producer on the show. Uh, it, it became a lot of the the basis for the show. And who knows how much of that is true. Obviously, they use that as a big part of the marketing. Um, but it takes place in, I want to say the 1890s in San Francisco. And it follows uh, a lot of the uh, Chinese immigrant culture at that time with different like uh Chinese American tongs or gang or the 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 tong does not mean gang but the, the ones we're following are essentially gangs. And it's a martial arts show. It's from I believe it's from the showrunner of Banshee. So anybody that watched that show in Cinemax like everybody's fighting all the time. Everybody's fighting and fucking and all this stuff. Like that's that's what this I show is. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um and it's and I like Banshee a lot. Um, fourth season's okay. But but the, the overall, I like that show a lot. I like this show a lot. I will say, if I were to critique this show, it is more interested in its white characters than I am. Uh, it's definitely like a 50-50 show. Like, we spend a lot of time with these these Chinese characters. That's a really nice way of describing it. Yeah, and then we spend a lot of time with, like, the cops and, like, the politicians. And it's like, and if it doesn't, for me, if it doesn't directly impact the 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 Chinese immigrants, those characters, I don't care. Um, but and not that any of that's bad. I just think that's more where it's interesting. And also, its view of race. So far, I've only I'm only halfway through season two. Is very binary. We've got our Asian characters, we've got our white characters, and like we talked about earlier with like black cowboys, it's like there would have been black people around, there would have been Hispanic people around, there would have been you know what I mean. Like and and I I'm excited as cool as it is to have a show that spends so much time like and and the focal point is it's Asian characters, it's Chinese characters. Um, the the I'm excited that conversations are broadening and we're realizing how diverse our our conversations and risks are less less binary and are more inclusive and in season two they're starting to introduce there's there's um, a latin american character and a black character uh they're, they're very small roles right now i'm hoping to see more of them maybe in season three we'll get more um but the way it handles language is really interesting because obviously a lot of the chinese characters would have primarily spoken in i believe mandarin um so it, it is in english it is in english and when they're talking to each other it's in, in english but but they but they let you know they it, it, in the early episodes they make it very clear that when they're talking to each other without like a white person around they're speaking to each other in chinese and then uh, but even though but we're hearing we're it hearing in english? in english yeah uh and i think they do a really good job of like keying you in on how that works um 
and it, it's and also so there's no subtitles in the show sometimes if if so like if two if two chinese characters are in a room talking to each other and there's a white person present and we're from their perspective they'll be hearing it in their language with subtitles you know what i mean just to know yeah. that that person doesn't understand what they're saying um and so there there is a little bit of like and, and but i think the show does a good job of like teaching you to think about like realize what's happening and when that's happening similar to if, if anybody's ever watched vikings that show has a lot of heavy lifting because actually nobody spoke english at the time of that show even if even when you're in england people aren't speaking english english as we know it then and so there's a little bit even more of a learning curve to let you know like hey nobody's speaking english right now um so where but, is the show it's on hbo max it was a cinemax mm-hmm. show it was the last scripted cinemax show um and uh, and Cinemax stopped doing that to make because Cinemax is owned by Warner Brothers. It's weird. Like I don't, I don't quite know the relationship. There. What is Cinemax now? Um, so I think Cinema, I guess just movies and maybe old skin flicks that they have. I don't, I don't know. Like I don't know what the because uh, I know that was that used to be Cinemax's bread and butter. Right. Um, but yeah, this was their last scripted show, and now it's an HBO Max show. And I'm just, I'm glad. I haven't, fin- I don't know how season two ends, but I am glad it's going on because. Um, it's just it's a great showcase for a lot of like Asian American or Asian British British actors of Asian descent. Um, uh, Joe Taslam, who was in the Raid movies and who was also playing Sub Zero in the Mortal Kombat movies, um, is in that. Uh, and it, it it's just one of those like so many incredible actors, but also incredible fighters, uh, action performers um, on the show. And the action scenes are really cool. Uh, and exciting. So I, I say if you get a second, obviously you're doing the Teenage Bounty Hunter thing, uh, but if you get a second... Yeah, but I'm going to be done with that in like a day, DJ. You know how I do. Uh, I also wanted to point out uh, Jason Tobin, uh, who plays a character named Young June. Uh, it, it, it briefly pops up, I believe, I have to go back and double check that, I think he briefly pl- pops up in the new Fa- Fast and Furious 9 trailer. Um, I think he played a character in Tokyo Drift, and maybe his character's coming back, and, and he's also he's he's popping up on other stuff. He's also in um, um oh no, I'm blanking, I'm blanking that the director that kind of resurrected the fast movies, um, uh, uh, Justin, uh, yeah, Justin Lin, yeah, yeah, Lin? Justin Lin. He was in his um uh, breakout movie Better Luck Tomorrow, which was his okay. move, Justin Lin's movie before doing Tokyo Drift and then reinventing the Fast franchise into something that's good. Um, my wife and I actually just watched the first The Fast and Furious movie last night. And the early 2000s were a time, huh? I like this new trailer. It's so <laughs> I, the, silly. <laughs> the magnet stuff. I was like, is that how... Hey, don't, wrong question, DJ. Is that how magnet works? No, <laughs> that's not how That's not how magnets work. That doesn't matter. What are you trying to do? Make this real? And that's I, I was I was telling I was telling my wife last night we were talking about it that like I think Justin Lin was hired to make like a Hot Wheels movie like based off the toy the toys Hot Wheels and it's like what that's what Fast and Furious is now yeah. like it's it is that's what it is what? and and that sounds like a diss but it's not I love these no. movies I genuinely they genuinely like they're really entertaining but you know what I decided about myself is that like I think I'm a pretty strong writer and I really really would love to be in like one of these big franchise writers rooms just because it probably operates so differently, but I would not do well in a, in a room that lacks logic. I love watching <laughs> movies that lack logic, but in the room I would be like, but no, but that's not <laughs> how I'm, I'm with you. And even then I'm a big believer in it. Even if you're, 
your your internal logic needs to make sense. Like, okay, yeah. so the Captain America shield doesn't operate the way things work. But then you say it's made of vibranium. You're like, okay, cool. Yeah. But now I'm going to have a problem if John Walker comes up with his homemade shield and it's working. If it works the same way works as the, the cap shield, I'm going to have a problem. Then with you that. fucked up your own logic. Yeah, you yep. fucked up your internal logic. Like, like I. Again, I don't love the idea that just some dude without super soldier serum can chuck that shield like no problem. But you eased me in because you said that's what John Walker was doing. So now it's okay. So I guess that's what Sam, I guess you don't need the. And then there was a moment where I was like, well, because in the last episode, when John Walker took the super soldier serum, he threw the shield and it lodged in the wall. I'm like, okay, so if you want it to be that strong, you have to have super soldier serum and then sam just wings it into a tree and i'm like oh okay well uh, maybe there just aren't rules i don't know <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying too hard it doesn't matter i guess i always am trying too hard i'm like well but, yeah matter. but so speaking of internal logic um and and shows with strong internal logic let's segue over into the cw superhero verse Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, so this week, uh, uh, we want to talk about TV pilots because for those in Roxy, correct. This is my, I'm going to explain what I think a pilot is. And if I'm miss messing it up, please, uh, correct me. But essentially the pilot is in, in the most traditional sense is the first episode of a show. Uh, traditionally a network would buy a pilot from a new series as kind of a proof of concept. Um, and then either that ends up being the first episode or it is retooled in some way to better fit, um, the rest of the show, which is why a lot of times when you'll see a pilot, it can be very tonally, very different than the rest of the show. Sometimes characters that show up in the pilot don't show up in the first episode, don't show up later in the series. Um, sometimes like infamously Star Trek's pilot, essentially got scrapped and then repurposed for an episode later on in that show. But it's, it's basically uh, for in studio terms. And again, correct me if I'm wrong. It, it's, it's a proof of concept. Um, uh, and it, we're now living a time where not a lot of shows always get pilots. Sometimes it's, you just get a full series order. Um, like when you watch a Netflix show, does that first episode count as a pilot? Like, I don't know what the, you, yeah, like, I think we, any, anything that is the first episode of a series counts as a pilot. Whether or not we ever see that thing is up to the studio. You know, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. They shot their own pilot. Studio picks it up. They reshoot the pilot. Yeah. Um, friends, do you see somebody completely different in is cast in one role, and they but that ends up sticking. Um, Frazier, Lisa Kudrow is init- initially cast in that in the pilot when they decided to not go with her they reshot the whole pilot like you hear all these stories about pilots so there's all different versions but yes it is the first episode of a series yeah and so sometimes which is pertinent to what we're talking about today there's a backdoor pilot you've already got a successful show uh, you're trying to introduce maybe a spinoff or a new show so you have an episode that that um, it's basically like now for some, something completely different and we move over to this other show and it's a way to like, it's, I think it's a more, it's a, it's a cost effective way to create a pilot, which pertains to uh, episode seven of season four, black, black, excuse me, of black lightning called painkiller. 
just painkiller. If you look at other Black Lightning episodes, it's like uh, book five, episode nine, the son and the brotherhood. And this is just painkiller. Letting you know that we're doing something different. And this is a backdoor pilot for um, the character Painkiller played by Jordan Calloway. The synopsis of the episode is Khalil Payne is a young man ridden with guilt as his troubled past from his former life in Freeland City as a super enhanced killing machine known as Painkiller. After attempting to bury the Painkiller part of his persona, Khalil has distanced himself away in a new city, Madripoor, I mean uh, Akashic Valley, uh, as his violent, destructive history crashes his idyllic new beginning. Khalil is thrusted back into action with a new mission, Bring Justice, where he once gave out punishment so um let's talk a little bit about now we've talked a little bit about the pilots we're going to talk more but before we get into that roxanne you and i both watched this uh yeah initially we were talking about because the pilot for the nevers dropped this week uh neither you or i were particularly keen that john sweden's no longer a part of that show but he did direct the pilot neither i were you really stoked to like get into Talk that about it yeah. Watch, yeah not that it apparently matters apparently it's the best ever original series debut for hbo max with 1.4 million viewers um even though the reviews are not great it's got a 49 percent on the tomato meter and a 73 percent audience score but we didn't watch that what we did watch is painkiller because we have a lot of history with cw shows um yeah so what did you think about painkiller i feel like Based on the fact that Jordan Calloway was in Riverdale and then in Black Lightning and then in both of them at the same time. And also I've met him and he seems to be an awesome dude that CW really likes him. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted to make a show, a pilot about a character that I don't know necessarily, you know, of of all of the backdoor pilots we've had in this universe. (laughs) We got one for Flash. Believe that's what happened with Legends, or at least Sarah Lance kind of transferring over. Yeah. We got that Birds of Prey backdoor pilot. Yeah. Uh, what or uh, not uh, Black Canary and the Canaries? Yeah, uh, Green Arrow and the can- and the Canaries. Yep. Yeah, but we pilot. did have that. We did have that Birds of Prey episode that uh, kind of felt like a backdoor pilot, and also yeah. the Task Force S- Task Task Force X episode was kind yep. of meant to be so, a backdoor pilot. Yep, we got a lot of them. Uh, I feel like this might be the least deserving of its own spinoff show. <laughs> I, I have never at any point been clamoring for a painkiller show. Yeah. Not the whole time that I watched Black Lightning. If if I thought we were going to get a spinoff, I think there was about like seven other ones that I could have thought of prior to painkiller. So conceptually, I don't know why we're doing this <laughs> other than the fact that I really like Jordan Calloway. Yes. So that's that's the part of the show that worked, th- this episode that worked. Jordan Calloway's good. I like him a lot. Do I want to watch a show about the ter- inner turmoil of him fighting with himself, which also I don't watch Black Lightning anymore. I'm, I'm several episodes behind, so I don't even actually really know what's going on <laughs> uh, or how he got. Like, I'm trying to rack my brain to remember how he got this way, but you know they kind of fill us in a little bit. The last time I remember talking about it, Sam was convinced that he was super dead and you were like, nah, I, I've watched too many of these shows. He's definitely coming back. And then he did. And then yeah. that's it. I don't remember. But when they, the, when they said that he's getting a spin up pilot, I just remember you telling Sam like, no, he's going to come back. And you yeah. were right. You were, you were right. 
Yeah, for sure. Because he's really handsome. So uh, crazy <laughs> handsome. So that's how you know he's not dead. Uh, you know, if you are on the CW and you are really good looking, mm-hmm. you're alive forever. Yeah. Just kind of the way that it works. So, yeah, this this show was strange. It was interesting that they decided to make the backdoor pilot Anissa's being Anissa being the character that yeah. was and Grace and her that, and her super confusing girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I no part of watching this made me think I really want to watch this painkiller show. Also, if you go on IMDb, there is a painkiller series. Nobody's links to it. There's no, there's, there's no, I I don't see that there's any plans. So I don't even know when or what this would look like in the future. I think you and I both really like Alexander Hodge because coming as big insecure fans, Mm -hmm. he is the effing shit on that show. Yeah, he's so cool. Uh, and also talk about easy on the eyes. I also think that he is just like, he's a stud. <laughs> so for me, having Jordan Calloway and Alexander Hodge in this, I'm like, thank you at least for giving me the candy that I really appreciate when I'm watching CW. Yes. Thank you. And they're both talented too. Yes. So that's good. Other than that, I was kind of just like, what do i want to do i mean is this like are we have we made him killer frost i don't know if you're watching flash but that right now what's going on with killer frost and caitlin it's kind of like watching that but one of them is like what killer frost used to be yeah Uh, is this two fate like what what are we doing that's original what is the storyline here who is he going to be what's the what would a season of this look like uh, just to be honest, DJ, this pilot was not for me. Yeah, I think I agree with you. We also had somebody uh, in the Discord chat, um, STS twenty eighty four. First, how bad was the painkiller episode? Because wow, um, I, yeah, it's I, there's elements there that I find interesting. It was funny that just two weeks ago we went to Madripoor on Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then we went to this place that had to be. Uh, in production at around a similar time, but it felt like very similar vibes. Um, and I'm not a big fan of, I get why people like to dramatize because it's hard to dramatize somebody's interiority, but I don't love it when people talk to people in their brain. Like I, I did not watch the flight attendant, but my wife was watching it. So every once in a while I would tune in and Kaylee Cuoco was like incredible. Like she's so talented. But like when she's in like her brain space talking to the guy she killed, I'm like, I don't, I just, cause I don't, I don't know what this is supposed to be for like a normal person. Like what, and I think when you've yeah. got somebody as talented as Kaylee Cuoco or even Jordan Calloway, they're actors. They can dramatize. You can, with acting, you can dramatize their interior struggles, I would think. I don't know if I need him to have kung fu fights in his brain. I just don't. I, it, it weirds me out. Yeah, I actually love Flight Attendant, but I know what you're saying because there were parts of it that made it feel like then she was a superhero because like your ability to then see what happened in the past by going through your brain. I'm confused on what is happening here in this. I don't know if I, I don't know what's actually happening. And I mean that legitimately, like I don't know if he has been split in two (laughs) and that's what's happening. Like, are we watching killer frost and Caitlin snow? Yeah. Who, by the way, in flash were just split up. And now, now we have two, Daniel Panabagers. Uh, cool. And they're just both. So is that what we're watching? There's two inside one. 
and they legit could split? Mm. Or are we watching him fight his inner demons and and what part was turned off? You know, <laughs> it's been a year since we've seen this. So what part was turned off? Also, unfortunately, they've really put their backs against a wall in certain situations here because for, I, I don't even watch the show anymore. But what I remember talking about with you and Sam at the time was that it, this is if he's asking about Jennifer. Mm-hmm. We can't have him with Jennifer. Yeah. If there's no love story there because, you know, he like murdered all the people and then yeah. there's no, it was just bad. It was bad for her. So yeah. I don't know what I'm supposed to be rooting for. I really like Jordan Calloway. I hope for nothing but success for him. If this, if the show ends up being good, I'll eat my words, but I don't even know what the show is. Yeah. And I don't know, like, just like, um, uh, Green Arrow and the Canaries didn't get picked up and, and actually, if this got oh, picked up, is that what happened? Yeah, I've, from what I understand, it's it's basically dead in the water, which is crazy because that backdoor pilot ended on a cliffhanger. Um, so I mean, maybe we'll have to wait for an episode of Legends to resolve that or something. But I, if that didn't get picked up, it's like I don't see why this would. I would imagine that if it did, a lot of the Black Lightning writers would probably segue over to this. So like good for them, I think. Like if that's, I don't know. I'm like you. I, I like Jordan Calloway. I like Anderson, Alexander Hodge. I don't know. It's like, I, it did kind of bum me out. Like, oh, you're just the guy in the chair now? Like, you, you're too talented for this. <laughs> Go do better things. Um, but, um, you know, Insecure's ending soon. So, you know, good for him getting the work. Um, I like those actors. So even if this doesn't get picked up, I, I do hope for good things for them. And I, but I say that like it might not be a possibility. I, I have every reason to believe that they will go on and do incredible things because they're very talented uh, people. Everybody in this in this episode, I think, is really is really good. Uh, it's just the the prem and and you could tell in the previously on. Like normally, I skip over previously on, but like you, since it's been so long since I watched it, I was like, I need to catch up. And then it was just like, it's like, how are you going to get an audience in on vi- all of I don't this? Know. Like this is insane. The amount of information you're asking people to buy into. But anyway. Let's talk about, you know, like you mentioned earlier in the episode, Roxy, you and I have both written our own pilot. We've, we've dabbled in the writing of pilots. Obviously, you know, you've been covering TV for a long time now. You've watched a lot of pilots. We've got some questions. Let's dive into that. We, let's um, Fly Guy Ty asked on the Discord, what do you think makes for a good pilot versus a bad pilot? And do you have examples of both? DJ? Um, I think a I, I, so uh, pilots traditionally, uh, based on the conversation I have, are traditionally pretty bad. Like they're, they're not they're not the best episodes of the show. I- interestingly, I have a few episodes, uh, a few examples of where the pilot, in my opinion, is the best episode of the show. And it's usually because I don't know that the show lives up. Like uh, you're going to disagree with me on this, Roxy, but I think the Walking Dead's pilot is one of the best episodes of that show. But, and but that's because I don't think the show. I don't disagree with you on the fact that I love the pilot. Uh, Westworld. I, I, think, is I a, do disagree that it's the best episode of the show. Yeah, that's totally fine. I also think Westworld's pilot is way better than I think the rest of. I the love show. that pilot as well. Uh, and I think in that in that example with Westworld, it's, that kind of almost exi- can exist as its own film in a way. But normally. And I think this is a problem we have with the with the painkiller pilot. It's so burdened with like letting you in on all of the things, like setting everything up, that it doesn't get to exist at its own story. I think a good pilot is able to exist 
as its own story and able to take its time and not feel the need to like it's more focused on letting you in on the feel of the world and on your central characters. Uh, I think one of the best pilots I've ever seen is um, the FXO show, The Shield, because that lets you in on the world, how it operates, and who Vic Mackey is. Like, Vic Mackey is not an anti-hero. He is a villain protagonist. He's a bad person, and it lets you know right off the bat, and it sets up the conflict that is the heart of the rest of the show. Um so for me, it's if uh, pilots are rarely good, and it's usually because they're just too burdened with explaining everything. What about you, Roxy? What are, what are your thoughts on pilots? And do you have a couple like? I think, first of all, to me, a pilot, I give a lot of benefit of the doubt to a pilot. So if I'm watching a show and I'm basing, am I going to watch a show based on this pilot? For me, a pilot just needs to be good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't need I don't need a great pilot. Does a great pilot help? Yes, but it just needs to be good enough because I know how many shows have not excellent pilots that end up being phenomenal. I don't love the pilot of Friends. Mm. I think that it technically does what it needs to do, but it's not that funny. Yeah. And this is a, a a show that surround is a sitcom. So, you know, there's a, a lot of shows that I think really really have mediocre pa- Parks and Rec. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. just no, but that show is excellent. So a pilot needs to, what a pilot for me needs to do is get me invested in at least one or more characters. So I want to see what that character's journey is yeah, um, or storyline. And it needs to paint a picture for me of what might, what that series might entail. Yeah. So what something might look like and keep me entertained in the same way that I have talked constantly about how to me, the best finale of all time is the Americans. I also think the Americans had a phenomenal pilot Agreed. Uh, and everywhere in between. I loved the pilot of Atlanta. I thought that Atlanta yeah. had a great pilot because you feel like, what are these characters going to do? Mm-hmm. What is happening here? Um, and when you, when you're invested in the characters, then it's very easy to want to keep watching. Um, Un, not as invested in the characters, but invested in the world. The Handmaid's Tale did an, a phenomenal job with its pilot because what it does is it shows us a world that we do not understand. We don't know how it got to be this way. We don't know where, when, what, but we know that this is what it is and that they are going to explain. Mm-hmm. So that they did a really excellent job. I think it's easier to have an incredible pilot when you have source material, which they yes. do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, that definitely helps. I also was going to mention The Walking Dead, DJ. I think that pilot did a phenomenal job because it says, this is what the world used to be. This is now what the world is. And just like us, you are starting at this point with us. Yeah. You know, we are not in the thick of this. We are we are starting this journey together. Yeah. And that's a cool place to start uh, a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some for sure that really stand out to me. Uh, um, I, I love the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt pilot. Oh, that did a really it. good job too. It. It's really good because she, it, they, it's a comedy that is about something unbelievably dark. The premise yeah. of the show is that this woman, Ellie Kemper, has been in a bunker for 15 years because somebody convinced her that there was no outside world. Yeah. And she's been stuck in this bunker, um, like doomsday style. Yeah. And now is out. Yeah. 
And so, but it's a comedy. And <laughs> just to be able to set this tone, like this is hysterical. They they picked the right actress for the part. Yeah, she's so, so good. Yeah, but the the pilot does a great job being like, this is the world that we are throwing you into, and it's funny. <laughs> so I don't know how it accomplished that, but I was like, wow, y'all y'all did a great job with that. Yeah, it was very very good. Do you have any? So we've got actually uh, we've got a bunch of questions here, but we've kind of just been answering most of them as part of the conversation. Killing Marie asks, are there any backdoor pilots that didn't get picked up that you wish did? I had to remind myself some backdoor pilots. So I kind of pulled um, a list of some of them. Like obviously one that people talked about was uh, Mercy Reef, which is a weird one because obviously they introduced Alan Richards, Richard, Richardson, uh, his uh aquaman in smallville but then the Mercy- alan R- rich richson alan Rick- richson R- right richson i think so uh, aka hawk from titans and yeah. Raphael from the most recent ninja turtle movies um yeah. and he played aquaman on smallville but then they did the mercy reef pilot which i have seen but that had a different actor that went on playing to play green arrow in that show uh so that's a weird one um i as far as um backdoor pilots that i would have liked to see uh take off uh at the end of the original bill bixby lou ferrigno incredible hulk show uh after that show went off the air they in, they did these two tv movies one was uh the incredible hulk returns which uh featured thor um and then they did the trial of the incredible hulk which featured daredevil in his black uh ski cap outfit before it was introduced in the comics i believe um, and both those were meant as backdoor pilots to Thor and Daredevil, respectively. And it's kind of as cool as it is that those movies exist. It is kind of a bummer that it never like I just imagine like I, I want to say like a late sometime in the 80s, like a Daredevil show would have been really interesting. There's also apparently before those were made, there was a live very briefly in the 70s. There was a live action Spider-Man show and Bill Bixby had actually reached out to the actor that played peter parker in that show to see if they could do a spider-man hulk crossover and it got nixed for some it's one of those that like different people will say different reasons why it happened like the studio was like oh uh lou ferrigno said he wouldn't do it and then lou ferrigno like just a couple years ago was like yeah nobody told me what are you talking about like i would have totally been down but the idea of like a spider-man hulk live action spider-man hulk crossover in the 70s blows my mind um so those would have been cool i think do you have any uh uh, backdoor pilots that you that you have fond memories of Roxy or that you kind of I'm trying you- to even remember wasn't there that that Dwight Schrute office backdoor pilot the farm yeah the farm yeah I don't know but I would watch him I would watch Rain Wilson watch paint dry so <laughs> I don't know I don't know what that would have looked like but I guess that uh I typically think that the backdoor pilots that sh- that end up being shows or the ones that deserve to be shows because <laughs> people have spoken but that's the only one that i can think of right now that i'm like i would have watched this mm-hmm. yeah well some famous backdoor pilots one that stuck with me is uh mork and mindy of all movies or shows which introduced uh, robin williams to the world actually started robin williams appeared as mork from Ork on an episode of happy days i believe happy days was also the show that broke tom hanks and and it's just one of those like if you go back and watch those episodes you're like oh yeah this person was always going to be a megastar because it's just it, the screen lights up when they're there um ncis is a spinoff of a show called jag 
which is just wild to think about NCIS with all its things. Um, but uh, Roxy, as somebody that's written your own pilots, mm-hmm. what what are some stuff that you try to? What's on your mind when you're writing a pilot? Like, what what do you feel like you're trying to accomplish? So unlike when I'm watching a pilot, when I give it the benefit of the doubt, to me, when I'm writing a pilot, it needs to be fuck just so effing great because I am not Ryan Murphy. (laughs) So it has to be awesome, which means that typically there needs to be uh, some kind of a, either a cliffhanger or an event that takes place at the end of the pilot that makes you be like, I cannot not fin- get the next episode of this. I have to know what happens next, Yeah, which I don't think means may always is like a prerequisite for a great pilot. But when you are trying to sell something that definitely really is something I think about. I also try to have really well-rounded characters um, in a pilot. I think that for me, I am much more interested in ensemble pieces with at least three or more characters that are, have enough that you can really like bite into because you don't know who is watching or reading. And if they don't, if you have one main character and they don't like that character, Mm -hmm. you're kind of in big trouble. So I definitely always prefer to add, I, I think four is my lucky number where I've got like these four different archetypes and everybody yeah. can kind of glob on to one of them. Uh, and then you want to keep it moving. Like every three pages, you kind of want something to happen. Yeah. Which, you know, would, would in, in TV time mean about every three minutes, yeah. you want something to happen. So it's not, nothing's ever getting stale. There's either a reveal or, um, a big uh, payoff or whatever. You just want something to you in a pilot episode, you don't want there to be 10 minutes that go by that feel like, did anything just happen? That all kind of was fine. So yeah. And then combing through every single line, if, especially if it's a a comedy, what could be funnier here? How can you take this from a 10 to 11? So those Mm -hmm. are some things for pilots that are so necessary that are not as necessarily maybe, when you are looking at your second episode, third episode, mm-hmm. but for the pilot, it's like every word. Do you, so, uh, you know, we were just talking about how your, your tastes are broad, but when it comes to writing pilots, do you kind of focus on comedy drama? I'm, I'm in that half hour dramedy area, which yeah. is really like if they're being nominated, it's a comedy, but they're, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not a sitcom. Yeah. 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 I, I like the idea of ending on a cliff. Some of my favorite pilots, like I think about, again, The Shield and Game of Thrones, also set up a premise that they detonate by the end of. Like one of the things that blew my mind with The Shield is it sets up a whole version of the show that it blows up at the end of it. It's like, actually, that's not what we're doing. That's This is, this is we're doing something uh, very different. And it's just one of those like, wait, whoa, what, now what? You know what I mean? And so yeah. then, and now you're, now you're hooked. Now you're in it. I also think it's important. Um, and so this is something I like in TV in general. I think, you know, obviously it's shows have become more serialized and I like that a lot, but I also think it's important that if you, and I do the same thing when I write comics, when I write issues of comics, you imagine that this is the first one it can exist. It can exist as its own thing. You can clip it off from the rest of it and it still kind of functions as its own self-contained story, which is not to say, you know, the back in the day where like every episode of full house is almost like a reset, but to say that you are able to, you know, like good movies will start in media res. Like these characters have history that you don't know yet, but through what you're experiencing, you informed enough. Same thing with an episode of TV. 
they say that your your pilot really is supposed to be like your third episode in. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's it's good with even just general te- like like um, and granted, there's stuff we talked. There are bottle episodes that are meant to be more self contained, but even then, like my my first episode of the, that I watched of Breaking Bad was one minute, which is um the episode where Hank confronts the twins, um uh from you know what I mean, and so it's and that's i think that's the third to last episode on season three and yet i was able to just watching i was being like oh i get what's happening even though i don't necessarily know the specifics it's able to i'm able to understand people's relationships to each other and what people are going through in a way that that i can connect to and so i think that's in a perfect world every episode should shoot for that but especially the pilot where if if for whatever reason this was it it's kind of all all you need you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it is, it's self-contained in that way. So let us know in that. We got some people in the chat here. Ba, 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 uh, ba, ba, ba. Danny M says the cinema Cinerama dome is a historical site, isn't it? Um, that one should be okay. Uh, he also loves warrior. Uh, I'm, uh, da, da, da. And, um, M yip, 1978, uh, speaking of warriors, says, I believe the Chinese immigrants at that time would be Cantonese speaking. Uh, so I appreciate that. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't, I, I appreciate that. I don't, I think they say, unfortunately, um, and, and uh, I, I should be more informed on that, but it's, uh, I think they, I think they handle it in that in an interesting way. But let us know online on the internet interwebs what you guys think of pilots you can find me at dj talks trash every place that matters you can follow the show at only stupid answers everywhere that matters but on twitter yank out the valves from stupid roxy where can they find you and what should people be on the lookout for from you everywhere at roxy stryer and in this upcoming week for the world girls we're certainly doing a lot of 420 content mm-hmm. so if you Got are a, a cannabis lover supporter or in intriguer mm-hmm. if you're intrigued mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna be doing some content over there this week because we are a big big fans. so that's the world girls uh on youtube on twitter all of that and then i'm live at the roxy every day except for saturdays right now so cool. i've that's pretty much the schedule and that's youtube.com slash Roxy Stryer. Very cool. Do you, are you, is there a end game for the live? She's got no end game. Okay. <laughs> no. Cool. cool. Um, until I collapse. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe just before that as your friend, yeah. maybe just before you. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, why'd you stop doing on Saturdays? And I'm like, because I need a day off. God damn it. Can, can y'all let me live a little? <laughs> I did it. I did 365 days straight. I did it. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I, I have me over here. I would have been proud if I did a week every day. I'm like, cool. I did a week. Bye, everybody. <laughs> um, so be sure to go check that out. Thank you all for supporting the show. Please. Five stars, please share please all those things um uh next week on osa live we're going to be talking about the season finale of falcon and the winter soldier so be sure to stay for stay tuned for that and i want to thank everybody that joined us live danny m ulysses campbell emmy 1978 leonard kim uh ryan mccoy kayla marie uh glenn caesar so many great people really appreciate you joining us live and we'll see you all next week bye everybody